experts. And if you can, you can step up and, and learn to speak to that and be passionate about doing that, you know, you start going from touching individuals one-on-one and you go from one to many, which is an exciting thing, especially for an individual who loves to educate and, and loves to mentor. You just kind of think of it in a different mindset. Hello and welcome to the Mentorship Podcast. This is your host, Ravi Gundlapalli, founder CEO of Mentor Cloud and author of The Art of Mentoring. On this podcast, we bring to you amazing people, you know, leaders from all over the world, and bring to you untold stories of mentorship. You know, people that have been impacted by other people to help them become who they are today. Today, I have a very special guest. Paige Velasquez Buddy. She is partner and CEO at Zilker Media out of Austin. And her agency is all about building people-driven brands. And that's what I liked about, about her work and, and her company because we are a people-driven company ourselves because mentorship is a people-to-people interaction. Paige has been featured as a speaker on digital marketing strategy, led workshops at national venues like the Harvard Medical School, Hilton Hotel, and even at the Women Presidents Association. She ran marketing campaigns for uh, very well-known authors like Jeff Colvin, Sally Hawkshed, and uh, even been featured on Thrive Global, Texas CEO Magazine. Amazing. And she's a graduate of UT Austin. And there's something interesting page I saw that uh, people can find you singing the national anthem at Texas (laughs) Baseball. So tell me about that. Yes. So I actually um, grew up as a musician and and I still love to seeing where there's an opportunity. And and one of those opportunities is being able to sing the national anthem at the University of Texas athletic games, which is my alma mater. And so it's always a great excuse for me to go back um, as well as honor our country. And so um, that's that's one of the things I do for fun. And it's a, a creative outlet for me. Fantastic. You know, we are a family of singers. If I'm not talking or, you know, uh, doing podcasts, that's what I'm doing, singing. Uh, Oh, wow. I love that. That's my creative outlet too. And um, (laughs) so very glad to hear. And I'm sure every time you sing, you feel a sense of gratitude and sort of, you know, blessing for being in this country uh, versus, you know, we could have, we, we had no choice as to where we were born, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. We just showed up. (laughs) Um, Right. So great to meet you. I want to start our conversation with how did you get into marketing? Um, What (laughs) was that from from being a musician into being, you know, one of the, you know, great marketers out there? So tell me the story. How, How does how did that happen? I had a very interesting path actually getting into marketing in general. Um, When I entered college at the University of Texas at Austin, I actually had a whole nother career path on my mind. Um, But as I was studying for that and, and being a musician growing up, I always was in the creative field. And I actually did that professionally for a long time growing up. And and this element I craved as I was studying and I was starting my career as a young professional was I was missing that creative element. And so I, I started just dabbling in a few communications courses and just 
ended up falling in love with the art of storytelling and marketing. And I found through my experiences in my career early on, my love for ultimately building communities for others, whether it was online or off. And so in this kind of kind of goes back to where I grew up in a small town um, out in West Texas called Odessa. And really throughout my time there, I was influenced by my parents, my grandparents. I was influenced by teachers and mentors, really, that I had growing up in that community. And and community was so tight-knit there that I really saw the importance of it. Um, So right out of college, I actually joined a book marketing agency called Shelton Interactive. And we focused on representing more than 30 New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestselling authors in the business, healthcare, and Christian space. And so I learned a lot there about how to represent personal brands and how to position an individual at the forefront of a marketing campaign. Then from there, I I went into um, politics, actually, which which was completely different um, than anything I had done before. And I saw a whole nother side of a people-driven brand um, by by an individual who was in political office in a statewide capacity and then was actually running and running for re-election as well. I was part of that whole um, entirety in that cycle. And I've learned a lot through that process. It was a whole side of things that I hadn't seen in a whole nother industry. And then from there, I, um, you know, once we started Zilker Media, our, our chairman of the company, Rusty Shelton, had the vision to start a new kind of marketing agency that provided end-to-end brand management for what we call people-driven brands. So that's kind of taking the individual or the leader from the brand and and taking them from behind the brand and positioning them alongside it and, and leading with that individual. So I was just incredibly excited about that vision and that mission Mm -hmm. for our agency and really the opportunity to lead our team through this next chapter of Zilker Media. It's interesting um, because I've never heard about people-driven branding. Are we in an era where, you know, with with all the social distancing, you know, diversity Mm -hmm. and inclusion aspects, every leader should should build his or her brand by connecting with the people, right? There's no longer a product-driven branding or product-driven, right? Uh, It's interesting that people-driven branding. So tell me more. Is it a new trend? That you that you are sort of you know capitalizing on versus product brand like I um, you know Steve Jobs is Steve Jobs a people driven brand or is it a product driven brand? Yeah, so so Apple you know wouldn't be the same without Steve Jobs, and the same thing with um, you know you think of Tesla and immediately your 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 mind goes to Elon Musk, and so the idea is you know most leaders and CEOs are really set on hiding behind their corporate brand because they you know they've dedicated their life and their resources to building this corporate entity but what they don't understand in today's landscape if you step out from behind that brand and you're willing to engage with your audience and lead your customers on a personal level ultimately you become an on-ramp 
back to your business. And, you know, some individuals that we talk to, especially CEOs, recoil at the thought of building a personal brand because they don't want it to be perceived as overly promotional or ego driven. And, and that's really the wrong way to approach it when we, you know, that's why personal branding, I think has such a bad connotation sometimes is, Mm. is people think, Ooh, I don't, I don't want to be that person where we want you to think about people driven branding is by leading your company and leading your brand through thought leadership and, and mission driven thought leadership. And the idea is that you purely want to educate and entertain and deliver value and make a bigger impact as a thought leader in front of your brand than sell. What people, um, what we're starting to see, especially the past year and a half, we have seen people become more weary of companies that are marketing to them because they feel like they're being sold to. As if you were to lead with an individual, that's someone that they can perceive as more trustworthy, especially if they're approaching it in a way where they're teaching and they're educating versus selling. And so, you know, there's definitely, it's definitely a newer trend that you're seeing. I think COVID, especially what we went through last year as a society has sped that up because there was so much trust that was broken with specific brands. There was so much, um, you know, people were, were worried. They didn't know mm. who to believe. Um, so that those leaders that stepped kind of towards the forefront of their company, they didn't just hear a statement from, you know, a corporate brand. They're thriving now. Um, you know, but previously we, we hadn't seen that a lot. And, and that's where, you know, my background in positioning authors at the forefront of a marketing campaign, you know, it's been it's been done for years, just a different different um, industries and different products. But really, this is how people need to be thinking moving forward, because social media has sped this up. But especially COVID and social movements, hearing from a brand is no longer good enough, and and people are not going to trust corporate brands moving forward. You've got to be a leader that's willing to get out in front of that, or there might be a few leaders within the company that can help educate and, and teach. I love the summary. I didn't even want to interrupt. Uh, that's what was just a very, very uh, you know, brilliant insight there. Um, if, if I look at my own you know, brand as, as, as the mentor guy, recently we, we, we engaged uh, a marketing team and they went mm-hmm. and asked all our customers, Hey, why do you buy Mentor Cloud? And all of them said because of Ravi. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be arrogant here or anything. Or, uh, but they all came back and said, "Ravi, they all love you." And I'm like, "Hmm." And you are absolutely <laughs> correct. Today we are winning in the marketplace because I bring. Uh, again, it's 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 what is what I do naturally. I'm not trying to pretend or anything. I, right. I'm, I'm I'm genuinely passionate about mentoring. I speak about it all over the world. And customers say, that's what we want. We don't want some, you know, bits and bytes, some software platform do for us. We want to work with good people. So I'm, I really resonate when I look back at my own growth. And, uh, you know, I turned off my video and you can see my picture on the NASDAQ tower. Um, so I think we have, we, have, we have come to an era where the, the, the people leading the organization are the brand. Right. And any other logo, the company's products are 
really are really there but it's people you know people like to work with people right right and and you too want an expert behind that you know and you trust you know especially when there there's breaking news or there's a new study comes out the first thing you're going to look to are are the people that are the experts and if you can you can step up and and learn to speak to that and be passionate about doing that you know you start going from touching individuals one on one and you go from one to many which is an exciting thing especially for an individual who loves to educate and and loves to mentor you just kind of think of it in a different mindset who would you like to thank in your mind today i know on our on our conversation uh one or two people that had the most impact in your career you know as i mentioned earlier growing up in odessa in west texas again there there are a lot of family family members and and teachers and peers and and mentors that have helped me along the way alan jones in odessa texas he's one um his mentorship has stuck with me even beyond um you know since i've left that town over a decade ago and so um he's one that has always instilled mentorship in me and continues to mentor me as a leader um also a professional mentors are you know, Shelby Sledge and our chairman Rusty Shelton um Shelby was actually one of my first uh bosses um in, when i got into the agency world and and she's just remained a really strong female role model and and really understood um the importance of mentoring not only in a professional setting but also in life as well and and what that can look like in in replication to others for me moving forward and then um Rusty our chairman here at Zolker Media has always led by action and he has just shown me what a great leader and an entrepreneur looks like um and it and it's just such an honor that he has trusted me to really lead the next chapter of the business and and continues to invest in me and continues to invest in the team as a mentor as well here's what i'd like you to do send them a thank you note because i'm a big believer in thanking mentors Absolutely. and um, i will see if i can get a few a few of few copies of my book the art of mentoring and send them as a gift uh, i would love that so much yes thank them plus you will also see uh, you'll also get a copy of my book as well Any every time I see the Forbes cover or a Fortune magazine cover that talks about self-made entrepreneurs, and I'm like laughing at myself. Nobody is right. self-made. Nobody right. is self-made. Even you, as a human being, are not self-made. Two right. people came together to make you. So mm-hmm. this self-made ide- ideology has to go away. Um, really, do you agree? I I absolutely agree. And you know, obviously there there might be even different mentors throughout your life depending on what chapter you're in as well and um you only become better by having a, a mentor. Absolutely. You know, sometimes I don't see my own blind spots. Right. It, right. That's why in our homes, in our bathrooms we have a mirror so we can see how we look and for me all my mentors are those mirrors. They tell yes. me they tell me where you know where i'm really good at and ask me to you know double click triple click on that skill and they tell me where i need to improve what a luxury it is for people to really shape you to become better version of yourself absolutely and and too i think one thing is you know sometimes maybe it's not all what you want to hear and that's good too just for 
continuous growth moving forward. And, and it's, it's great to have a mentor as well that has maybe been through some similar things um, in life. And so I've always um, sought that out. I want to switch back now. When you think about branding, I'm thinking every human being is is like a walking brand at, at their own level. You don't have to be the founder of a company or a CEO, but every person carries a brand around them. So what are some thoughts when it comes to marketing that brand in whatever community you are in? So people know marketing a company's brand through blogs, through you know, campaigns, through billboards and stuff. But what do people do to build a good brand for themselves? Yeah, that's such a great question. And I do think it's important just to start with the definition of branding. A lot of people, when they hear branding, they think of it, it can be a logo or a color scheme or a website and all the things that you mentioned before as well. But you know, those all make up a brand, but the, the pure definition of branding is creating an image in the minds of your audience. Mm. And so that's something to really think about, you know, what kind of image are you creating? What a lot of leaders and professionals and even just, you know, even younger folks that are you know going into their careers, what they don't understand is that first impression and that first image that someone has in their mind of you really doesn't happen today in person or over the phone. It's actually happening completely online. Mm. And so we, you know, we talk about the saying, your brand is what Google says it is. And that's absolutely true. Because if you think if before you go into a meeting or, you know, even before I came and did this podcast with you, the first thing I did was Google you and you might've done the same to me. And it's kind of the new first impression. So something to really think about is when someone types in your name, what are they finding? One, are you even discoverable whenever they're putting in your name? For example, you might not be discoverable if you've never posted anything online, which is very rare for anybody in today's environment. Yeah. But yeah. also it might be um, you have a very common name that you either share with a lot of individuals in the world or you share with a very famous person that it's going to be really hard for you to ever own that first impression. And if that is your problem, maybe you have a common name. Um, one thing that you can do very easily is, is change your brand name. And that scares a lot of people. But what I really mean by that is just adding a middle initial or a middle name into how you're carrying yourself online and professionally. So that little differentiator, once you add that middle initial or you add that middle name, it's almost like completely starting on a blank slate and being able to organically own search around your name. Say, for example, you maybe don't have that problem. And when you Google yourself, you do have results that come up, maybe from your past jobs or maybe um, you know a blog or some of your social media channels. One thing you want to look at is once you click on those, is that creating the best first impression of you? So one thing to do after you kind of figure out, one, are you discoverable and what that first impression is when you Google yourself, I would encourage you just to go start conducting what we call an online brand audit of yourself. 
So really analyze page one of Google. If the first thing that comes up, for example, is your LinkedIn profile, click into that. Do Mm. you have photos on your LinkedIn profile? And if you do, that's great. But one thing is, are you leveraging those photos the right way to credential yourself so that someone wants to continue moving forward? When someone clicks on that LinkedIn page, there's about 50 milliseconds where they make a snap judgment and decide if they're going to continue on their path or not. So you only have 50 milliseconds to make that first impression. And so kind of looking at that, you know, on your LinkedIn, one of the the top things that comes up whenever you click on a profile is what we call that cover banner image at the top. Yes. And what I see a lot of people do is they actually just put their company logo or they have this beautiful scenic view of the mountains that again is gorgeous, but that's doing nothing to further your brand. It's doing nothing to further your credibility. If you have 50 milliseconds, what we want up there is going to be a, a photo of you in action, whether that's you speaking on a stage, whether that's you teaching or interacting with clients or doing a media interview, you want you kind of in your element We also want the visuals to say what you don't want to say about yourself. So again, you know, we don't want to be overly promotional, but we want those visuals to be powerful. How many insights are there in that response that people should, should, uh, you know, look at the search results, people should look at their LinkedIn profile and, and your idea that is the first image. And I was also thinking it's also the first emotion too, right? Right. Uh, We all, uh, we are all very, emotional characters right <laughs> uh, and we, we are not robots so i think uh, by being conscious about our behaviors our visibility our writings our talks i think we can also really control how people feel about hearing our, our name or seeing something about us do you see being an important brand element Yes, absolutely. And, and part of that visual, making sure it's credentialing you um, with when they're first landing on your profile is you want them in their head to go, wow, she is top in her industry. She, she really gets it. She knows her stuff. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep on this path of learning more about her or him and their company. And so again, it's that emotional, just quick credentialing. And and one thing that you can do as well to to speed this up, maybe you don't have a photo of you speaking. If you've had, you know, interviews where you've been, you know, in Forbes magazine or, um, you know, you've been in Business Insider, those logos are really great as well to put up in that banner image. Because again, it evokes an emotional response because, I, I get excited when I see a Forbes logo because I love to consume that content being in the business space. That way your brand is along for the ride with that individual's association with Forbes. Yeah, fantastic. That's an insight I'm going to remember, you know, see if I can use because I've been featured in Forbes. I've spoken for Mrs. Clinton in the State Department, so I, but I've not done much of that, that. So thank you for educating me as we are talking here. I want to go back to this concept of mentorship. And one question I get asked is, oh, I have, I know some really amazing people, but why will they mentor me? 
So mm-hmm. the, the question I want you to answer for, for those people who think that they are not ready for mentors, uh, when you go back to your mentor from from Odessa and and uh, also in your in, in your current role, what did what was it about you that got them interested? Can you talk about certain traits that made a mentor think, oh, she is worth spending my valuable time to really help her flourish in her own garden? Yeah, I think a lot of those conversations just come down to one, I, I expressed a lot about what I admired about each of these individuals and, and how I would like to mirror something similar on my own path and journey. But also, I think it's really saying, hey, even, you know, I, I see what you're doing even beyond, you know, in, in Odessa, it was just what he was doing at a school, but I saw what was happening beyond and how so many people looked up to them. And I think it was sharing part of my heart of, of what I want to do at the end of the day, which I had no idea I was going into marketing, but I knew I wanted to grow communities. And I knew that was going to be a big passion of mine moving forward. Um, so it's really all about having that conversation. And also throughout my career, especially when I entered um, leadership and I entered you know, being a CEO of a company, one thing I started doing was just reaching out to other women I had kind of been watching from behind the scenes. And I felt the same way, actually, that, you know, th- there's no way they would want to spend time to mentor me. They're way too busy. And, um, you know, I, I'm just now, you know, getting my bearings and, and going into this transition of leadership. But I simply just reached out to, you know, two of the women that, I had you know, been watching and, and seeing grow successful businesses and they were so absolutely kind and receptive just to share every experience that they'd had and absolutely left the door open. And one thing that you know I was told was there's not a lot of women who reach out to us and ask for this because I was so surprised they would even take a call with me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, they just told me, you know, there's, there's not, I don't get reached out to all the time. I, I'm honored that you're reaching out to me. And I just was thinking, how are people just not knocking down your door asking, you know, for, for time. And so that's one thing I, I really was intentional about was trying to, trying to learn so much from others and not being afraid to reach out that kind of got me over that hump. When I realized that they were just as excited as well to have the opportunity to mentor someone. There are so many nuggets in there and uh, uh, you could have easily written a chapter in my book, you know, how, <laughs> because I, I write, I explain in one of the parts of the book about how, as to how to be findable by mentors. Mm. Uh, because, you know, for all of us, time is an, is, is, is a commodity that's not going to come back, right? This, this right. hour that this half hour that we spent today is not, is gone for you and me from our lives. So mentors also, they're also kind of looking at who should they spend their time with, their their invaluable time, irreplaceable right. time. And you talked about conversations. And I have always, you know, talked in my in my speeches, one conversation can change your destiny. And I can I can guarantee that you had those conversations that completely pivoted and helped you get to the next level. So those listening today. Remember to have conversations. It doesn't always have to be work. It can be open um, and it can be, you know, serendipitous. Uh, it can be authentic. 
And uh, second one you mentioned is about reaching out, which is a which is a huge insight for anyone that's listening today. Is there are at least a billion good people on this planet. Otherwise, this planet will not survive. And there are a lot of good people, and there is a very little chance that they will hunt you and say, "Page, I'll mentor you. Ravi, I'll mentor you." That's very rarely happens. Okay, so you need to reach out, and you know, Page is a classic example, and you'll be amazed at at how Page found herself with her mentor saying, "Oh, thanks for reaching out. Nobody does like this." There are people waiting to help you. Reach out, ask for help. There is no reason to do things alone. The only thing we do alone is come into the planet and then, you know, leave the planet. But everything else we should do together. Um, so, what would be your advice to, you know, young people recently graduated or early in their career, uh, especially women? You have any special message for women um, based on your own experience page? Absolutely. Um, you know, on your journey to find a mentor, one thing that that I've seen done, you know, really well is is interview for your mentor. Create a blog or create a podcast like this and and invite women that you look up to and, and just interview them. And if you know you have one interview where the chemistry is really there and you feel like you can learn a lot from this person, that's where you can maybe enter into one of those mentorship conversations. Um, that you were just talking about, but you know, don't be afraid to reach out. I was so afraid, so young to bother anybody or take anybody's time. And there's so many people that are willing and excited to support and mentor others. And I think that's one thing that maybe a lot of women also um, go up against is, is the confidence just to reach out and, and start a conversation and you know, don't have that self-doubt. I, I would encourage women just to take that first step, whether it's an email and, and make sure that it's thoughtful, make sure that you've done your research and you really know um, the mission behind this individual. And then from there, you know, see where conversation leads you. Some might be a good conversation, but they're not the right fit to be your mentor right now. But keep that relationship because they might be you know, someone that you really seek out later. Um, but I, I've seen, you know, just going and doing interviews, starting a blog or doing a podcast is a great way to do that. Wow. What is, what a simple thing to do. And uh, you had, you had again, wonderful, wonderful nuggets there. I think, I think you are a great mentor. I'm sure you're mentoring some, you know, young women or young, uh, you know, career professionals or even entrepreneurs. Yeah, I love doing that. It's a huge passion of mine. And we we are a, a firm based in Austin. And so our team is also really passionate about that. And, and we have a team of a lot of young women as well. And we actually spend a lot of time with the communication school, Moody Communications at the University of Texas at Austin. There's actually a, a student-run PR firm there called Texas Tower that I'm actually alumna of. And we love to spend time there as much as possible, just pouring back into those students, um, not only teaching them about the business and helping them get hands-on experience, but also sharing with them some of the career choices we have made, why we have made them, but also maybe some of the mistakes we've made along the way as well as they start kind of on their their careers. I'm so glad you are you know, connected to your university alma mater. That's That's wonderful. Uh, that that there is an you know on campus pr firm sounds very exciting and you know the operating word i'm hearing throughout this this last few minutes is 
don't be afraid to reach out and especially mm-hmm. at a time when we are socially distanced because of the pandemic and you know loneliness it is an all time high people are anxious about what's what's happening with the world it's your job to reach out and there are so many wonderful people good hearted hard working you know came up you know in their in their lives just by sheer hard work and with the help of other people so take help take help nothing wrong with it asking for help is actually empowering it's not a sense of weakness at all um so page i had absolutely enjoyed your conversation um do you want to ask me any questions well first i'm excited to read your book <laughs> but i would love to know also a little bit more about you know what's been your favorite thing of mentoring others so that's a great question and um i can give a really really long answer but really you know to see people flourish in their own in their own ground or in their own garden really gives me a lot of joy mm-hmm. um because we are not here just to consume 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 and disappear we are here to throw light on others to help other people flourish including the planet so i fundamentally believe you know we thrive when we see other people around us thrive and all of us did not become who we are on our own uh so i have recognized that very early on and i just try to do, you know give back because i may not be here forever but whatever i do to give back to others can outlast me actually i love that and and that's so true and it's all about you know that even kind of blends into personal branding and thought leadership there there's a side of that that's so important about the legacy that you leave as well and especially now that so many things are online you you can see that impact and you can see that legacy long beyond after someone's gone yeah in fact i was once talking to a group of real estate professionals they're all entrepreneurs in real estate and i and i was telling them i was giving them a talk on legacy and i said hey if i come and live in your house i i have to pay a mortgage but if i if, if i have to live in your heart i i live for free mm-hmm. and uh, there was a there was a round of applause that's what i want we want all of us to do is like live in other people's hearts by what we do how we do it being authentic being honest and you know that's that's the you know low cost way to live for a long long time <laughs> i love that and i completely agree thank you so much page uh, i really enjoyed the conversation thank you for making the time and uh, i look forward to I look forward to keeping in touch and to thank your mentors on my behalf we'll we'll send you some of those books and you know continue to mentor and inspire people thank you for being on mentorship podcast show absolutely thank you so much dr ravi it's such a joy being on your show today this podcast is a part of the c suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com <laughs>